Welcome to the Perfectly Blended Podcast. On today's episode, we have an amazing interview. Oh my gosh. When's that coming up though? Right now. Thank you so much for joining us on the Perfectly Blended Podcast. This podcast is for blended families, for couples that want to strengthen their marriage and want a brighter future. Perfectly Blended exists to break the stigma of divorce, drop the shame and guilt holding you back and equip marriages to thrive instead of just survive. We believe all that is possible in this life is based on the power of Jesus Christ and his ability to restore us fully. Let's dive in. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the show. My name is Josh and I'm here with the always most wonderful Miss Christy. How are you, babe? You didn't say I was beautiful. Well, you always are you beautiful. You always say I'm beautiful. Miss Christy's, maybe I was going to say it after you talk. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> you good? Yeah. Today's episode is going to be so much fun. We have someone that's completely and awesome and amazing. Her name is Patricia Wilkinson. She goes by Trish. She is a mom of two kids who had challenges is what she refers to. Uh, they now use his strength in successful relationships and amazing careers. She does talk a lot about that today. She's a founder of Brain Stages Parenting. She's the co-author of the book Brain Stages, How to Raise Smart, Confident Kids and Have Fun Doing It. She's a veteran teacher. She's also a science nerd. Uh, Trish shares his kids-tested, research-supported tips to raise successful humans in our complicated world she is super fun she is amazing we love her and we pray that you guys find as much value in this uh interview that's coming up yeah are you ready yeah all right without further ado let's bring her on okay everybody i want to welcome personally welcome trish to the show trish welcome hi great to see you Yes, we're so glad that you're here. You have such a unique specialty that uh, we're really excited for you to share this with our audience. But before we jump into all of that, we want to let everybody know a little bit about who you are. Why don't you kind of fill us all in a little bit about who Trish is? Well, basically, I am a mom. I was a teacher for many, many years. So by the time my husband and I had kids, I thought, oh, kids are my wheelhouse. This is going to be a piece of cake because I had worked with all different ages of kids already and just loved it. I had, you know, great scores, no matter what grade I taught and, you know, just had a lot of fun. The kids had a lot of fun coming into my classroom. And then I, God gave me a couple of kids who had challenges, mostly mm -hmm. attention issues, but auditory processing and various other things. And things got volatile. And basically I was a star with a lot of other people's kids and felt like an absolute failure with my own children. So it sent me on this quest to figure it out. And at that time there weren't, my kids are in their, they're 27 and 30 now. So at the time there just wasn't a lot of information. They wanted to put kids on drugs. And I thought, I don't want to put my children on psychotropic drugs for attention issues no. when their brains are developing, if I can help it. So mm -hmm. in some people's cases, they do well with it. I'm not, I'm not saying, Oh, medication is terrible. I just wanted to be able to do something else and be able to figure out how to communicate with my kids so that it would work. And it was really fun because basically what happened, well, at first it wasn't fun. I realized that I had attention issues too because apples come from apple trees. <laughs> and my kids, my kids got their ADD from me. I don't like to call it attention deficit hyperactivity disorder because we're not deficient nor are we disordered. Our brains just work a little differently. 
And basically what I did is figure out how to use their interests and their strengths to help them do well in school and in life. So basically what happened was our older daughter graduated valid, sorry, our younger daughter graduated valedictorian from high school. She's now very successful, works in software wow. now. Um, and our other daughter is a software engineer that leads a team of software engineers. And, and they just both recently ended up in tech. The other one used to run a furniture factory and now she's, you know, training in software, training companies how to use Oracle software. But yeah. the point is that they were really struggling. We were really struggling. They weren't doing well in school. They weren't doing well in life. They were crying all the time. I mean, it was, it was terrible. And I felt like I, here I'm doing well with everyone else's kids and I'm not doing well with my own. So I just went on a quest. I talked to all these professionals. I read books and articles and studies. And I got really into the whole scientific studies and how brains work and just all of that and did a ton of trial and error. Kind of what you were talking about with your chore chart and yeah. all of yeah. that, right? Yeah. So, so I just started doing a lot of trial and error with a whole bunch of different things and learning how brains function and you know, how they function, learn, develop, because it turns out we used to think everything was genetic and, you know, our kids were born with whatever they were born with. And it turns out that is not true at all. So much has to do with the environment that, that we provide for them and how we teach them to communicate with example and doing, I found you could do specific things. So, so it was my daughter that actually said, mom, you have to help other parents. That's how I started I wrote Brain Stages with Jackie Frischnecht, PhD, How to Raise Smart, Confident Kids and Have Fun Doing It, and started Brain Stages Parenting because my daughter said, Mom, you got to help other parents because I have all these friends in their early 20s and they, they, you know, trying to do this adulting thing and they, they just don't really know what they're doing and they're frustrated and floundering and miserable. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's how I got into this in the first place, which is quite a compliment coming from my child when we had such a tumultuous relationship early on. I love hearing the resourcefulness though. You know, I think the thing is with a lot of people is we feel like we're stuck and maybe it is, you know, we live in a, a world where, you know, let's take the pill to solve the problem and it's, you know, let's get the quick fix. And it's, it's nice to hear that you dug in and said, no, I'm going to look for something. I'm going to do the hard work. I'm going to look and become resourceful about solving a problem, like truly solving the problem. And I think that's kind of a breath of fresh air to hear something, especially when it comes to our children, because we all feel like we're losing this battle with our children. You know, it's no matter how much we work hard at it. And sometimes it's easier to just say, okay, I'm just going to pass my child on to the other parent or grandparent or whatever. And, and, um, you know, I can't, apparently can't fix this problem. So it's nice to hear the resourcefulness of it. Yeah. I was kind well, of nervous to have you on because <laughs> I'm like, um, all of our kids are grown now and I really don't want to hear about how we screwed up because it's too late. <laughs> Okay, they're 18 and up. Oh, but here's 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 the thing. Nobody's perfect. My kids aren't perfect. They wouldn't tell you that I was a perfect mom. In fact, I was not a perfect mom, which is what sent me on this quest right? yeah. in the first place. <laughs> so learning how to do what I did and and they're grateful now and they tell me all the time, you know, thanks thanks for doing this. But I learned to do all these things because I was failing. And one of the things I like to tell parents is if you need help, please get help. 
I mean, there are loads of parent coaches around now mm. because we think that we're just born knowing how to raise successful kids. And our society has just gotten much more complicated. And we don't want to sometimes admit that we need help. You know, we, we need to understand better how to communicate with our kids. Like I have this little course that I do that's called Relate to Communicate that has six videos and they're really short because I know everybody's busy. And it has one reflection page to fill out your personal circumstance and then action steps. And parents tell me all the time, you know, oh my gosh, this, that was so easy. Why didn't, you know, why didn't I know that before? But it's, you know, we're not even known how, we don't, we're not even born knowing how to talk or walk or go to the bathroom in the right place, right? I mean, what makes us think that, you know, or even how to use a fork or chopsticks, whatever you use. But, you know, why do we think that we should just be born knowing how to be a parent that can raise successful kids? So, I mean, I know I wasn't, I even thought I knew, you know, I, I was a little cavalier if I'm honest, because I had worked with all these other people's kids and been successful. And then I had my own and it was emotional and they knew how to push my buttons. And I realized some of those things were coming from my own issues and I didn't know how to deal with my own issue. You know, I mean, just all of these steps all the way along, kind of, kind of like you guys figuring out the whole blended family thing. How do we do this? Yeah. And it was trial and error, you know, your chore thing, modifying it over the years to find out what worked better. And now you share it with other people, right? Yeah. 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 So what does the brain stages parenting mean exactly? And what is it about? So it means raising children according to how our brains develop, function, and learn. Does that make sense? It does. For For example, Kids do not understand sarcasm until they're at least 11 years old. How many of us say things to our kids sarcastically? And and a lot of it is we're frustrated and we get sarcastic and it's like, oh, I'm just kidding. Kids don't know we're kidding until they're 11 years old. Why? Because they just don't have the neural pathways connected yet to connect that kind of information. Does that make sense? So until they're you know, end of fifth grade, beginning of sixth grade, they, they don't understand sarcasm. So I work with parents on they learn it in middle school. how, how do we, yeah, they learn it in middle school, but <laughs> a lot of parents are, are jokey with their kids really early and the kids they're, they don't let on necessarily that their feelings are hurt, but they make all these negative decisions about themselves. And then we have to, as they get older, you know, which is, you know, coaching parents through limiting beliefs because they've developed all these beliefs as a result of a lot. Here's an example. So my kids, when they were little and things would get really chaotic and I was working full-time teaching and doing all this stuff, my husband traveled a lot and a lot of times we were on our own. And sometimes I'd say, oh, I just wanna, I'm just gonna go to Puerto Rico and live in a tree. (laughs) And I thought that was silly enough that they knew that I was kidding. And they came home from college on, you know, around Christmas and we had a Christmas dinner like we usually did. And they said, remember when we used to always think mom was gonna move to Puerto Rico and live in a tree? I, I, was, I was like, are, are you kidding me? <laughs> I, oh, and yeah. because that research didn't come out until after our kids were in college. 
then sure oh. enough, I read this research later on writing brain stages, and it was a really new study that came out. And sure enough, kids don't process sarcasm or those kind of jokes until because they're very black and white, very literal before they're 11 years old. Wow. So you say something like that to kids when they're younger, they believe it. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's what brain stages is about. It's talking about when kids are, you know, how their brains are developing and how to communicate with them, how to nurture them so they know how to recognize their emotions and manage their emotions. So that whole social and emotional learning piece in a positive way so that they, because a lot of kids are growing up without that kind of knowledge, without that kind of understanding of, you know, what their emotions even are, much less how to manage them. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we can say that we live in a day and age where uh, devices are really doing a lot of raising of the children. And it's, it's an odd type of communication, you know, it's, it's really one-sided or a lot of our kids, you know, they do online gaming and they're communicating only with other kids their own age, or they're having really poor communication, which we noticed early on and we had to put a stop to it, is older people were communicating with our younger kids in a very volatile way. Yeah. And our kids, you know, pe older people are being mean and sarcastic. You bring up such a good point because I wouldn't even have known this yeah. until you just said it. And it's like, okay, they're being funny and stuff, but our kids are taking it more literal. And it's right. it's like, okay, we got to shut this down. Like, okay, you can't put the headsets on anymore. You can play the game, but we don't want you communicating with the. So it's, it's interesting to hear. So when you're talking and helping other parents and children, what is your take on the whole devices? How's that make a play into the whole thing? I, so this is what I tell parents because a lot of parents are worried about devices and they, you know, talk about cutting, cutting their kids off, but then they make these, you know, their kids will get in trouble. They'll tell them no devices for a month or whatever. And then they give in because, you know, it makes it a lot more difficult for them to get along with their child with no devices at all. Here's the thing. We're not giving up our light bulbs, right? <laughs> Going back to candles and we're not giving up our screens either. So what I do is I have a, a short, actually, I have a short free course on online that I offer um, with, a, with a code that's called healthy screen time. Here's the thing, screens can be great for kids, but we just need to know as parents where the boundaries are and how to use them and, and what to do. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. yeah. There, there's so much positive material online and even when they do those games with friends and stuff if we can teach them okay you have you have to get your schoolwork done you have to get this and this done so so you you know your chores done we eat at this time yeah. whatever so how are you going to fit this in we're actually teaching them how to schedule how to set boundaries with their friends you know all those kinds of things when they're gaming so yeah so their gaming can actually be positive for them so they're not only learning strategy and they're communicating with their friends and all that kind of stuff they're learning time management and they're learning to prioritize i really want to play this game with my friends but i know that if i that i have to get these other things done my schoolwork, my chores my whatever so that i can play and they start organizing their lives to make that work in that way, screens are really important because they're going to need those skills when they get older to balance their lives. Otherwise, you know, a lot of us adults, we just work all the time yeah, <laughs> and we're, and we don't 
have life balance or we play all the time and don't work enough. And then we have all kinds of financial issues. Yeah. Like we don't <laughs> understand where the balance is. So screen time, especially gaming and stuff can actually be a vehicle for kids to learn balance and how to create all that for themselves. So mm -hmm. they're, so I have a whole course on screens yeah. because screens aren't going anywhere. So we yeah. might as well as parents learn how to use screens effectively. Right. It's good. So what makes you out of all of this, what has made you so passionate about helping others with all your knowledge now from all your failures? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, really, that's that's true. I will say, though, that the failures turned into something positive, yeah. which is what, you know, I mean, it was my kids that said, Mom, you, you've got to help other people. Yeah. So, um, so I started off failing, but, you know, my sister-in-law likes to say, and she probably got the, the quote somewhere else, I don't know, but she said, anything worth doing is worth being lousy at it at first. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean. I think Zig Ziglar, just, Zig Ziglar said that. Yeah. Oh, maybe yeah. it is. Yeah, I, I I didn't remember who said it first, but I remembered her saying it when yeah. our kids were growing up because I was really struggling, and she and that's what she said to me. And she said, "You know, Trish, I know you. You'll figure it out." And that was really a supportive, great way for me to say, "Okay, she's right. I'm going to figure this out. I I'm good with other people's kids. I know I can be good with my own kids." And talk about a growth experience. So I'm yeah. passionate about helping other people. Because what I know is that the tools that I teach people are so simple. You know, a lot of times they'll go, wow, why wasn't I doing this? Well, anything's easy when you know how to do it. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, I mean, it took a lot of work and study and trial and error for me to figure it out. So I share it with other people because the things just aren't that difficult. They're actually pretty simple. And most people don't have the time, energy, interest, know where to look whatever to come up with these things does yeah. that make sense yeah 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 well, so i just you know because i can like when i work one-on-one -on -one with clients it, it only takes us 12 sessions and they're pretty much like okay we're great i'm good to go <laughs> so so it's not even a long process right does that make sense yeah so that's that's my passion i I feel like I can make such a huge difference in families' lives and in children's lives. And what's really fun is that the parents grow so much. Like yeah. they get into it, getting ready to help to work with me to help their kids and they end up growing so much. So, you know, cause they start recognizing a lot of their limiting beliefs and it starts affecting them in positive ways in their work life and their, you know, just their whole lives rather than just, with their children. Does right. that make sense? Yeah. A lot of these things are universals. You know, if we know how our brains work and what's going on with that, because so much is happening in our subconscious minds. Right. So if we can tap into that subconscious mind and reprogram, because so many decisions we made, we made when we were little kids with little things that happen because our parents didn't know things like kids don't understand sarcasm right. before they're 11 years old, right? And and we don't do these things intentionally, you know, we don't know this stuff. This is actually fairly new information, right? So, you know, the, so showing people how to reprogram their subconscious minds is, it's just really exciting. I, I just, I'm passionate about it because I just love working with people and watching the transformation and 
and feeling like I can make a difference. Yeah. yeah, it's nice to be able to see that you had to grind through and you found a transformation that worked. And it's like you have this special gift now, like you've been given a gift. And it's like, all I want to do now is spend the rest of my life giving this gift to other people, which is exciting. It's a, it's a beautiful thing to do that. But you know that faith is something that's very strong for us. And we know that faith is something that's important to you as well. So we really, when we have someone on that that is strong in their faith, we like to ask them, what, what role does your faith play in what you do day in and day out? Oh my gosh. I ask every morning, I, you know, Lord, what do I need to tell this person today? And mm. sometimes, sometimes I'll go in with a completely different idea of what's going to happen. You know, when, when we have a meeting, you know, yeah. we'll have a designated meeting and I'll have, you know, I always have things planned cause I don't want to, you know, that's a teacher in me, right? Yeah. <laughs> I always have things planned. I don't want to waste any time. I want and then a lot of times, you know, things will come to me that will just be completely different and off the rails from anything I planned. And, but it, but it will be transformational. I mean, my, I feel like the Holy Spirit works for, with me, just, just works with me. Love yeah. That. Bottom, love bottom line. I mean, yeah. I, I'm not doing this on my own. And I will tell you, there have been times that have been really tricky and difficult, especially having my own business. I'm not a business person. I'm a, you know, I'm a teacher. And I used to always teach kids from little teenies all the way through high school. And now I teach parents, basically. And I was like, who am I to do this? And I'm not a, you know, I'm not a teacher for adults. And I made, I made my mistakes. And, you know, just all that stuff yeah. that we go through. And, you know, now I just don't even deal with that. It's just like, okay, Holy Spirit, it's up to you. Yeah. <laughs> love that. I love that. So. So yeah. So with I, all I your knowledge, what can you, uh, how do you think it would help blended families, especially? So much of it is communication. So much is communication. So I have this six step family problem solving thing I do, and it works for pretty much anything, whether you're working with your partner, you know, mm -hmm. Josh and Christy doing it together, or you're working with one family member, you know, one child where you have an issue, say it's with screen time and you go through these steps or say it's with uh, just anything that you're having issues with. Because with blended families, like any families, whatever problems are coming up, a lot of times it's communication and understanding yeah, sure. and True. working together to come up with solutions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. We've noticed in, you know, our short 11 years of being in a blended family that uh, we grew up in blended families and we, you know, the, the miscommunication is almost, it's almost deafening. You know, it, it's, yes. it's amazing how it's just, you're so much is not said that should be said that just goes by not being said. And it's just like this right. whole, like uncomfortable that didn't need to be uncomfortable. Right. And it's, it's amazing how much uh, transparency. One of the things that we say to other people when we coach them is you're not going to love or care for your stepkids like you do for your own children. And that's okay. You, you can still love them with all that you are, but your, your, kid, your bio kids are your kids. Yes. And you're going to love them differently. And that's a really hard thing to verbalize because people automatically want to attack or feel like that's going to be an attacked comment. And where like that openness of how you feel about something, it's okay, you know? And it's so this whole level of communication, like you're saying, it's just, 
it, it is such the center stone, you know? And then to have an understanding, like you're saying, of how the brain works and plays into the development of our children, and then to be okay to talk about those things is so powerful. Yeah. So, so can I give you one little thing, for example? Please. For example, like a, a child comes in, because so often what I would notice, because I didn't have a blended family, but I had difficult kids because they had challenges. And so often I would make a decision about something they said or did, and I would, and I would assume something. So part of the reason things don't get spoken or talked about is because we make assumptions, you know, it's, it's quicker, we're busy and we make assumptions, right? Yeah. And so what I got in the habit of doing is saying what I noticed instead, you know, say what you see. So my child would come in and she'd look frustrated about something, or maybe she would say something that, and I say she, cause I had two daughters, <laughs> but um, they might say something that was annoying or disrespectful or whatever. And instead of, you know, nailing them right away, I got to the point where I would say, huh, you sound really upset. And then I would just be quiet mm. or, huh, you seem really frustrated. And then I would just be quiet. And it was amazing how when I was quiet, they would fill in the gap. Yeah. Even if they were, you know, even I had one daughter that was a little more quiet and she wasn't as forthcoming with her feelings or whatever. And when I would do that and I would just be quiet, she would at first, you know, there'd be a little pause and then she'd say, well, yeah, I blah, 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 blah. And then she'd start telling me what was going on. And I'd think, wow, I'm so glad I didn't say anything because I was totally wrong yeah. <laughs> on what she, you know, on what she was talking about. Yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't have the right idea at all. So I think part of it is if we just tell kids what we notice and listen, instead of giving them advice or correcting them right away, we find out really what's going on with them. And then we can, and if we tell them what emotion we see, they'll either, they'll do one of two things. They'll either correct us because maybe we see frustration and it's not frustration. Maybe, you know, they're really itchy somewhere because they ran into poison ivy or something, yeah. you know? So yeah. they'll either correct us because it's not what we thought it was, or they'll agree with us, whatever emotion it is. And then they start identifying their emotions because we told them what we saw. Then they start realizing, oh, this is how I feel when I feel frustrated. Oh, this is what this looks like. And when we let them talk and work through it, then they start trusting themselves and working out their own problems. So many times people don't trust themselves to work out their own problems. Right. So they don't think deeply enough about it. And they end up, you know, doing something quickly, you know, <laughs> maybe not thinking it through and ending up in more trouble because they didn't think something through and they just did it. So Does that make true. sense? Oh, yeah. So true. No, we completely understand and we can reflect on that so much. You know, as we wrap up today, uh, could you do us a favor and let our audience know where could they get in contact with you? What do you have available right now that you really want to send them to that could be the most beneficial to them? So there are a lot of things, but let's say go to the brainstages.com website. It's the brainstages, all one word, .com. There's lots of free stuff on there, but what I would love to give you, my gift to you, is go to the red button 
that's the problem solving. It's called a mini course. It's just one video and a reflection page, but and action steps. It's super short, super easy to do and life changing, just absolutely transformational. So go to thebrainstages.com, click on the red button, you know, the red right side. <laughs> I don't know. Um, just click on that red thing in the header and you'll get to that free problem solving um, video and reflection page with the steps and it it'll change your life honestly love it i'll make sure to put down in the links in the 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 note section too uh to let everybody know this is exactly where to go so all you have to do is go to the brainstages.com which i'll leave in there and then you can click on the button and then uh, i've been to your website you have a ton of stuff going on there's so many resources and I absolutely love that you do that. So I want to encourage everybody to just head on over, take a look, see what resonates well with you. And uh, mm -hmm. we just really want to thank you so much for taking your time and uh, coming out and sharing with our audience of, of you know what you've been through in life and then what uh, God has blessed you uh, in your ministry as you share with everybody else. So thank you so, so very much for hanging out with us today. Well, and thank you for doing what you're doing for blended families. I mean, I'm I'm very grateful. So whenever mm -hmm. I have a blended family I'm coaching, I'm going to send them your way. Thank you so <laughs> much. You have really great resources it. too. And I, and I love your podcast. So thank you for inviting me. Thank you so much. We want to thank Trish so much for taking her time out and being on the show today. What an amazing, amazing episode. You know, we're going to make sure that everything goes down in the show notes, the links to her website. She has a, something free on there she wants you to take a look at. So we're going to encourage you to go there. Do you have any final thoughts before we close it down? Today? I just really appreciate her knowledge, her expertise, her faith. You know, that she was willing to follow God's calling on her life. She has been, and she's been obedient. She's put the time in and the research in and really wants to help parents, you mm. know, uh, figure out. Because all of us struggle, all parents struggle with questioning what they're doing. I mean, some stages throughout the life. So I'm just very appreciative of this work, especially for blended families. I mean, sorry, everybody else, but especially for blended families, just because it's even more of a struggle when you get parents that already don't know what they're doing and you mix them, you know, into two different two different families into one. Yeah. Yeah, we could use all the help and resources that we can get our hands on. So yeah. this is an amazing resource. We pray that you go to her website, check it out. She has so much going on. You'd be I'd be super surprised if you went there and didn't find something that's that stuck perfectly with you. So we want to thank you so much for being here and make sure you tune in next Tuesday at seven. Bye.